0: Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. Good evening, everybody. We're back once again here on this return edition here of the Man of Steel podcast. With of course, here's truly Charles Project Richie right now as uh, we're going live right now on uh, Facebook and Instagram uh, currently right now streaming here. You guys want to follow me on social media? You can definitely do so by following me on Twitter and Instagram at Prodigy Richie for the Mass Steel Podcast. On Twitter, it is at Mass Steel CJR. At Mass Steel Nation on Instagram, uh, we got a uh, plan to get into uh, tonight. Right now, uh, definitely uh, starting off with the big news on Friday morning, which was announced by uh, now then retired, uh, currently Pittsburgh Steeler Marquise Pouncey who's played 11 seasons with this ball club right here. Uh, definitely uh, a lot down the stretch right there. You can definitely tell it was kind of starting to take a toll on him towards the end. Uh, definitely Ben Rosberger was going to bat for him, trying to convince him to uh, not retire and try and come back for another season. But you can just definitely, uh, I think, tell right now, I mean, the look on the man's face, I mean, the last few years, I mean, when you really think about it, I mean, aside from me, I mean, you look at, I mean, I'll even go back to 2018 when they failed to make the playoffs without having Le'Veon Bell right there, and they only had Antonio Brown right there. That was a very tumultuous uh, season, right there, to say the least. To start off, and uh, you had like a start right there where, and actually, I don't know, where they only won uh, two games the rest of the stretch, right there, and what on a horrible uh, losing streak, right there. They won, they lost all uh, four out of their. Uh, six remaining uh, games, I believe it was, at that point. And it was just a, a unforeseen uh, circumstance right there. But, I mean, at the same time, too, you look at how much, I mean, this game of football has a lot where it, it takes demands on not only the total of the players, but as an organization as well. I mean, this guy has, I think, for the most part, since in uh, the black and gold, I think he's definitely been arguably one of the best stars in a long time. Now, of course, I me mean, a lot of people are going to re- bring up the fact that he's been out for two full seasons back in 2013 and 2015. Of course, also not playing in Super Bowl 45 in his rookie year uh, when he got hurt. I believe it was during the AFC Championship game versus New York Jets. So, I mean, that was a, a lot right there. I mean, one of his best opportunities stands right that there. Time. But well, I mean, I- at the same. I mean, you look at what he did, intense, like his, uh, you, you look at how much him, I mean, this he brought with him as a Steeler. I mean, a lot of people are going to be uh, pointing to guys like Dermot Dawson, then Mike Webster. I mean, basically, I mean, all these guys who been the true uh, centers of this generation at time. And when you really think about it, too, when you also go look at, too, on a pro football reference right there, I mean, another thing, too, uh, which was uh, pointed out by uh, Chris Mack of 93.7, the fan right there, pointed out a very interesting uh, fact right there, which I really did not know, but uh, as far as, like, when you look at the Hall of Fame uh, modder, as far as, like, where centers are ranked, and uh, currently, as far as uh, centers goes, you got Hermione Dawson as the number one center, followed by Jim Otto, Mike Webster, then Dwight Stevenson, and below that, that's where you fall into your averages right there. So you also got fellow Hall of Famers, Kevin Millai, Jim Langer, uh Mike Tickle Tigglehoff right there. So right now, Marquis Pouncey currently on the Hall of Fame mother our more recently retired players and current players in the game is the eighth best center all time. And you, you look at it right there, too. I mean, like uh the player's chance of getting into the Hall of Fame, he's about 74%, according to a pro football reference, that he'll probably get in the Hall of Fame. I really do believe that Marquise Pouncey was that much of a difference maker. I mean, you look at this guy uh, right here, I mean, what he's contributed to this game. I mean, as far as everything that he's put his mind by heart, mind and soul in here at the end of the day, I mean, he did make an all-decade team, and I do believe he was vital, too. I mean, for such a long time, I mean, with this group here, I mean, he definitely helped a lot. I think uh, more so definitely as time went on, uh, huge times in the running game. I mean, the last time the Steelers' running game was really that relevant as an offensive line unit was back in 2016 where they were ranked 14th. And speaking of the offensive line right now, I mean, there's a lot of questions like uh, being thrown up in the air right now. I mean, you, you already got guys on the free agent list, which uh, we're kind of anticipating to be moved on from this team. You look at left tackle, Alejandro Villanueva, uh, also two uh, on this uh, right now. You also got on here right tackle Matt Filer, who's a restricted free agent. So, basically, the only other uh, veteran you got on this team right now is David Castro right now, who's been playing since 2012. He'll be going into his ninth season with the Steelers right now. And you really uh, think about it. You really a break the stands right there as far as, like, but well, I mean, at the same time, you, too, to look you look at it, how much look yeah, like going, going forward. Because they, they are definitely right now in a kind of like a staggering point right now. I mean, a lot of people were anticipating this team to be really bad. I mean, more so because we have no idea what the salary cap number is going to be. But there's still a chance to that the salary cap may not drop as bad. And I, I don't, that's, I have a hard time believing the Steelers are really going to have a sloppy 2021 season. I think they could still have enough guys around on this team. I'm not so sure about where it's where it's going to translate championship-wise, but you really got to figure right now, too. I mean, the currently, the Steelers cap space, there's still about over $30.6 million over the salary cap number uh, for the time being. There's also supposed to be more talks uh, throughout the week. I'm Ben Roethlisberger, as we've been hearing. Uh, Jeremy Fowler of uh, ESPN was reporting, too, it seems like all indications that Ben Rosberg and the Steelers are going to find a way to come to an agreement, uh, have him return for 2021, which you got to believe is got to be his last uh, best chance right now because uh, definitely Ben Rosberg has been the bell cow in this room as far as like the salary cap number that they cannot play for under 41 and the quarter million dollars. I mean, that, that's where, where it would be. Now, if you were to retire uh, this year, he'd have to forfeit about $19 million of that salary right there. Uh, and that $19 million in cap savings, which is broken down with $4 million of the base salary that he would be making this year, plus he'd be having the roster bonus, which I believe is due in March, which would be about $15 million. So they definitely got some time uh, to really start working on this, uh, time to start uh, meeting here and see what's best interest for this organization as a whole. Because I got to be honest with you right now, I really felt that on Friday when I was looking at it, As much as Ben's been saying that he wants to come back, and I'm not doubting him for a second, but when you lose a guy like Marquise Pouncey, and all you got left right now is David DeCastro right now. You're going to be working with a younger offensive line unit. I mean, the offensive line did a phenomenal job uh, keeping this man healthy on his feet, I mean, not getting stacked as much. I mean, people will definitely argue more the quick release, but I feel right now, I mean, how lonely is it going to feel for a guy like Ben Rosper to come back, I mean, this season and I hardly have any less familiarity? Now, are you going to be asking guys on this offensive line right now? Yeah, Kevin Dotson, who's had a pretty good rookie season this year. I mean, I mean, playing guard position – more particularly on the left side of the ball. I mean, Chook's will move quarter four right now. you I got to believe this, he's going to be our guy that's going to be coming into question right now. Uh, is he going to be uh, playing beyond 2021 right now? Who is the backup left tackle currently to Villanueva? Uh, will he be able to slot in the left tackle and be able to pick up the slack going forward? we got a lot of questions around here. And then, not only that, the true good center, I mean, true starter they probably have, I mean, which is still a mystery, is J.C. Hasenauer right now. And it's going to be definitely a very big uh, void that they got to fill right now. And how much does the Steelers' uh, chances of getting a center, yeah, alone a legit good offensive lineman with their first pick at number 24 in the first round, mean? Now that quality is gone, I would have to think their chances have shot up a little bit. But with Ben Rosberg, back to what I was saying, uh, listen, I think they are going to find a way to keep him around. But, I mean, I was anticipating that he would more than likely think about just hang, hanging it up. I mean, it's just a lot of pressure going on. I mean, by a lot of people in the media. I mean, more so the fans. I mean, more so the fans. I mean, everyone to B. But, I mean, at the same time, too, you're walking a very fine line here. If you're going to be wanting to move on from a franchise quarterback, yes, he has slowed down. I mean, yes, the offense has become very predictable. Yes, he's been doing a lot more playing on himself and not trusting the run game. But, I mean, who are you going to really find? Because there's still reports out there, too, about Russell Wilson right now. Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. They may be heading for a divorce right there. There seems to be a little bit unpleasant, uh, pleasant coverage situation with Wilson and the offensive coordinator going on right now, the play calling. I mean, don't forget, I mean, he did get humiliated in that C.L.C. Seahawks loss to the LA Rams in the wildcard portion of the playoffs where you saw this guy got eaten up for five sacks in that game. I mean, still they were able to put up 21 points but at the same time, too, I, 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 you would think, I mean, that would have been a long-lasting marriage. Him and Pete Carroll. I mean, don't forget, over two years ago. I mean, he's one got one of his new contracts too, by the way, and he's going to be having at least uh, three more seasons left on the steel for 2023. I mean, he he is another guy right now who's going to be definitely in question uh, for the time being. We take a look at it. I mean, this guy is going to be turning 33 next November right now. Yeah, I believe he's starting to feel the pressure as his career continues to move along. I mean, how many more chances does he have legitimately at winning a Super Bowl? I mean, been trying to go in this direction, build around Russell Wilson and the offense in Seattle. I mean, the furthest thing this guy has ever gotten, I mean, since then, I mean, since the breakup of that Legion of Boom defense, has been the divisional round and that was last about last year's playoffs where they lost in green Bay to the Packers right now. I mean, so when you really look at it too, I mean, from that perspective right now, I mean, he's going to be having at least $69 million remaining on his deal uh, for the last three seasons, $50 million in the last two seasons right now. Uh, He's uh he's only got $19 million in guaranteed salary left for this season with Seattle. And I was just wondering what the Steelers been willing to trade up for him because here's the thing too. I mean, we also got another guy floating around the room too, by the name of JJ Watt. I mean, a guy who's been released by the Texans, he's been very much disgusted as a lot of players too with the mess they've been going on running that team right now. And you got a guy like Deshaun Watson, who is continuing the pout and wanting to get the heck out of there. I mean, JJ Watt, he's in our question right now. Will he come over to Pittsburgh? And I mean, he's who's been on record saying that he wants to win a Super Bowl and he and definitely open to the fact of playing with his brothers, but how much is he gonna be willing to like uh, take less salary if it comes down to that? I mean, how how bad does it really uh, mean for this guy? I mean, if if it's not so much about money, because a lot of people are pulling the arrow, too. I mean, you look at, like, uh, the Packers right now, if he was to go sign somewhere, uh, basically since he's uh, played football in Wisconsin, I mean, at the end of the day. I mean, J.J. Watt, I mean, who's been only healthy for at least two out of the last five seasons since winning his last Defensive Player of the Year award back in 2015, I mean, a guy who has uh, come in here right now for everything that he has done. I mean, who's playing Central Michigan and Wisconsin right now, and uh, this guy right now, I mean, who's been born, raised in Wisconsin. How much does he want to go back to his home state right there, and probably give the Packers a little bit of some decent leverage, of giving them another shot at Super Bowl? They're able to convince. Aaron Rodgers, to still stay on. Because, I mean, his his future is still kind of like up in the air from when he lost the FC Championship game to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I, I would definitely like to think right now, I mean, if it is about championships and, and you really want to get that illustrious ring on your career, I would think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because here's the thing right now, because they got some pending free agents right now on the move they got to definitely be looking at, I mean, for, throughout this, I mean, when you really truly look at, I mean, definitely on their uh, defensive line, especially too, you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you see the names that definitely uh, pop up for who's going to definitely be in question. You look at like edge rusher, uh, Shaquille Barrett, uh, line, and then you also got linebacker Levante David inside defensive lineman. Dominican Sue, right there. I I mean, you got like some pretty big names right there. I mean, will he want to come and drink Hoolay with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, with that party right there, who's fresh off winning in the Super Bowl? Congratulations once again, uh, to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as well as Bruce Arians, a lot of people from former Pittsburghers on that coaching staff, who is definitely. I mean, work their asses off to get that Super Bowl right there. And the first team ever to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium. So I would like to think, if it's really about winning Super Bowls, I would probably think Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The only thing is where I'm a little concerned with, if he does come over to the Steelers again, he has only been available for two out of the last five seasons. I'm not sure if that's going to be highly enough. I mean, I mean, when you look at, like, possibly having a loss of Bud Dupree moving on from this team, I just tend to think right now because what's going to happen if he gets hurt in the season? Are we going to have another scenario, like, similar to Bud Dupree's where he's uh, at least lost for most of the season, if not the entire season? I mean, he's a guy who starts coming in here. He starts helping help the legacy of that pass rush here. I mean, with the sacks, uh, getting, and then uh, also stuff in the run game, but, and then you're gonna the ha- expose TJ Watt all over again because right now TJ Watt, he's our guy right now. When you think about it, I mean, who's gonna be coming back more hungrier than ever? I mean, just the thought of having his brothers together, I w- I, w- I could only imagine drilling at the mouth together. I mean, just having that presence around other, lifting each other up on a day-to-day basis, working working out, the kind of uh, chemistry they will bring to a locker room. It's definitely invaluable. But again, I, I think right now when you look at it, I, I'm just not so sure T.J. Watt is going to be that answer. I mean, if, if he's going to come in here for lesser money, I'm for it. But, again, I, I'm i one of the people, if you bring this guy in, I want to see available. And he's only had two full seasons since winning defense player of the year. I mean, when you look at a back injury, I think he's also had a leg injury at some point where he, for the ACL and MCL, if I'm not mistaken. But, anyway, I mean, he's still very good. I, I'm just not sure right now. How that's going to definitely work when you still got a lot of issues you got to do. You got to make sure you clear up a decent amount of cap space. So you still got way to bus all that down. I mean, that, that's the name of the game here. And then what's going to be happening too with the offense? I mean, listen, I think, I mean, I, I love adding to the defense, but what are you really doing for the offense on that side? I mean, I would think that I would put a little bit more extra attention on the offense. Why not use that money on writing a player, maybe like a Mark Ingram here? I mean, some guys that are free agents in this market, that can help the run game right now. Because James Connors' future does not seem to be totally uh, safe here. I mean, at this point, I mean, with the Steelers, it doesn't seem like he's going to be sticking around. Plus, you also got Judy Smith-Schuster's name flowing around right now. A couple teams – May be interested him. In, remember, I mean, he just played his entire rookie deal right now. There has been no indication that the Steelers are going to try and like uh, tag this guy or come to any deal with him. And I, I to be personally, honest asked you. I mean, as much as Jesus Smith Schuster has done a terrific job as far as making catches when he had to make them, uh, create some blocks, he is not that guy yet. I mean, I think he's definitely above a an Emmanuel Sanders. I think. I think. I compare him. Slightly too, but more, a little bit above Emmanuel Sanders right there because he can definitely help out, I believe, uh, more so, I mean, in the wild position than anything. So that, that, that's where I'm looking at it right now. I, I'm looking at running game. Can they get a running game legitimately, I mean, in this – in free agency or for the draft right now? Because the, the, the thing is right now, when you look at the, the running back market, uh, in this draft right here, I mean, a lot of people have been, like, uh, leaking the Steelers to the, like, uh, Najee Harris right here and uh, coming out of Alabama right there, who's the second ranked prospect according to Walter football here. And remember, I mean, we ain't going to have no combine. Uh, I think they just be having at their campuses on a uh, video or whatever where scouts can be seen right here. But I mean, at the same time, too. I mean, he has amassed for four thousand six hundred twenty-four yards of scrimmage with fifty-seven touchdowns, too. And with the Steelers being ranked on uh, twenty-fourth right now, he's gonna be—he's projected to score in the first round. As is the number one running back in this uh, draft right now is uh, Travis Etienne right now, and uh, he is out of uh, Clemson right now, who has also got more yards on scrimmage. Uh, he has gotten 6,107 yards, better average, by the way, nearly eight yards per play with 78 touchdowns, which includes 70 rushing touchdowns and 78 receiving touchdowns. Uh, realistically, when you look at the sky right here, I mean, 70 touchdowns and eight receiving touchdowns, excuse me. So 78 total touchdowns here. I, I would like to think on that. I mean, you're definitely to be looking at what's more available here. Uh, Marquis Pouncey, by the way, let's go back to him for a second. He finishes for second most uh, as a Steeler in his NFL career, uh, tied with uh, Mike Webster and a few other Steelers players for second most Pro Bowls with nine. He is a two-time All-Pro. Like I said, he's been an All-Decade team. Uh, with his retirement, gonna be clearing up $8 million in salary cap space for the Steelers 2020-21. He was slated to count over 14 and three-quarters I mean, fourteen and four and three quarter million dollar, four and three quarters million dollars against the cap, uh, for this season under the Steelers' watch. Now, another thing too, I uh, want to get into right now when you look at it, uh, Steelers are trying to draft a quarterback right now. If you really think about it, and when you really uh, think about it too, I mean, with the quarterback position, I mean, aside from Ben rausberger The highest uh, quarterback they ever gotten since Ben Rosberg was Slash Cornell Stewart back in 1995. I mean, he was selected in the second round, uh, 60th overall of Colorado, uh, finished with an approximate value of 68. I mean, he was still right there. I mean, remember, I don't think they necessarily drafted him as a quarterback, but what he could do all around as a football player, receiver, a return man, and then some quarterback play. So, I mean, if you really think about it, too. And then the other guy, I mean, if you want to say a legitimate quarterback aside, outside of Cordell Stewart, would have to be Neil O'Donnell back in 1990. He was a third-round pick, 70th overall of Maryland. I mean, he did go to the Super Bowl with that team, but more so because of a real good defense he had in his corner. So, I mean, those are your options right there. So, I mean, what are they going to do with their first pick? Are they going to look at a quarterback if uh, – if the shoe fits at this point. Also, too, I mean, right now, we're going to be taking a look more so, too. I mean, you got to think centers right now. I mean, the only uh, legit centers they got on here, I mean, if you think about it, too, I mean, you could probably maybe get uh, Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern from the big-time conference right now, who... He is the number one uh, prospect in that regard. Played three seasons uh, with that time. And he has helped uh, total, total offense right now for 1,066 yards in those three seasons, uh, averaging 4.8 yards per game. So we'll see about that. But then again, too, what about tight ends? I mean, t- tight end, that's another one they've been without for a long time. Will they draft a tight end with their first pick over here? Uh, when we look at it, and we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, there's still a lot of questions here. A lot of stuff you could spin the dice on right now. And if you really uh, think about it, too. I mean, and if you also look at it, too. I mean, trying to trade for quarterbacks in the draft. I mean, Dale Lally notes a lot of people, uh, teams, how they've been able to trade. I mean, take for example the example the Eagles. They traded up to number two for Carson Wentz back in two thousand sixteen. Uh, the Eagles made two moves to get up to the second spot. First, they sent the thirteenth pick, which would be used on Pro Bowl offensive tackle Larry Tonsil, quarterback Byron Max- Maxwell, and linebacker Kiko Alonzo to the Dolphins for the eighth pick in the first round. So that was an example of a trade right there. But you look how that situation is starting to work out right here. I who signed the contract extension, a big money contract a couple of seasons ago, and now, I mean, you're looking at a situation right now where the Eagles are demanding a first round pick uh, as one of the compensation for him. I have no, no way that I see that happening. I mean, I mean, you saw how the Rams were able to do that for Matt Stafford. I mean, right there, but still, I mean, Stafford, uh, I, I don't know, but the Rams, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, they're just models aggressive teams right there where well, they believe they are a quarterback away. They just have to be more aggressive and gain the right pieces as. So I'm not sure about that. I mean, you look at the, the Chiefs and Texans. I mean, the Chiefs who found a trade pattern in order to move up to the 10th pick but in the bill setting the 27th uh, selection to them and the third-round pick uh, for that year's draft and Kansas City's 2018 first-round pick to Buffalo for the 10th selection, which was used to draft. Patrick Mahomes uh, that year, and you look how that's turned out right there. I mean, Super Bowl champion, uh, mobile quarterback right there. I mean, speaking of which, I mean, when you uh, truly look at it, and speaking of mobile quarterbacks too, I mean, if I think of anything, the Super Bowl right now, when you really uh, think about it too, at the end of the day, I mean, people will always say, I mean, we need guys who could like uh, move around the pocket. I mean, rush and... And pass. But to be perfectly honest with you, too, I mean, when you really think about it, I mean, for the most part of this uh, time right now, we've only seen at least about, I think, 22 uh, quarterbacks in the history of that time been able to win Super Bowls using their mobility. or, or 20, 21 quarterbacks right now. I mean, with the last one being Patrick Mahomes, it really happens, to be honest yeah. I, I, just, I just don't think necessary you have to have that around. I mean, it does help to move around, I mean, avoid sacks, but, I mean, look at what, I mean, the offensive line was able to do for Brady, too. I mean, look at the defense that was devised up by Tom Bowles here in, the, in this recent Super Bowl what they've been able to do for the playoffs. I mean, it still comes down to where you could just drop back in the packet, dish off the long ball, and we'll see where that goes. So, if anything, uh, that's another thing in itself right now. But, uh, like I said, fair or foul right now on uh, J.J. Watt uh, coming over to the Steelers uh, for 2021. I'm going to have to say fair for right now. Right now, they are the leading candidate at plus 150. Uh, second, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus 200, which is a team I'm predicting more likely. If you really want to win a Super Bowl, I think the Buccaneers give him the best shot out of everybody. I mean, yeah, you got his home state in Wisconsin. I mean, coming to play with the Packers, but I'm not so sure right there, too. When you got a guy in doubt like Aaron Rodgers right now, I mean, will J.J. Watt be enough to convince him to stick around and play the guy. And plus, I, I don't trust Aaron Rodgers in big games like that anymore. I really don't. I mean, he's not the biggest game winner as skilled as he is. You got the Ravens and pa- – uh, Ravens also right up there with the Packers at number three. They're at plus 600. By the way, the Bucks are plus 200. Cowboys and Patriots come next uh, right now at plus 900. I mean, the Cowboys, I think it could definitely make sense by keeping them in the state of Texas right there. You know how Jerry Jones likes to keep box office attraction uh, for the Cowboys, who always conti- continues to put glitz over winning a lot of time, a glitz and glamour uh, type of feel. Mega signing. I'm not sure if he wants to go over with the Patriots right there, be uh with Bill O'Brien, but then the guy, play again, play with a guy like Bill Belichick, who's competed for a lot of years. Their arrow is still kind of pulling down for the moment until they figure out their quarterback situation right now. Uh then you also got the Rams right now. Uh just like the Cowboys, more star power, but put a lot more extra guys on that defense, paired with uh Dominic and Sue, uh Leather Floyd right there. I mean, who's another one who's had a decent year that year? You got the Titans on list on this list right now at plus eighteen hundred here. I mean, and much more. And then maybe you could say the Bills. I mean, the Titans who are a team right now who are needing some uh, defensive upgrade to kind of keep them around. So we'll see. We got a lot of mix right now. I'll say fair, but I'm just not so sure if I'm totally uh, in favor of it right now. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what's going to happen right now. Uh, I got Fernando here saying that uh, forget drafting running back. I want a defense. Well, I, I understand that. But at the same time, too, Offense, I mean, if you don't want to be looking like a predictable offense, you still got to score points at the end of the day. I don't mind adding on to the defense, but you got to have some balance. I don't want to find this team in a similar situation where they were down in the last, I mean, five games of the season where you won one of those remaining five games. That cannot happen. One of your remaining six out of the playoffs. You cannot have that. I mean, it's just a lot of pressing needs right there. I definitely, like I said, I'm gonna be looking at this draft right now by what's best available. I'm definitely still looking at a run game or a somewhere, some piece in the offensive line, center, guard, or tackle. Then you could say quarterback, or who knows, maybe a tight end too. I mean, I doubt they would select that with their first pick, but let's be honest, when's the last time they had a decent tight end since Heath Miller? That is still up in the air. So I'm gonna go ahead and let this uh podcast uh, go for tonight. Uh catching back once again, returning on Wednesday at 6 30 p.m. the that's time. Once again, you guys can follow me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Project Reaching for the Mest Steel Podcast on Twitter. It is at Steel and at Mass Steel Nation on Instagram. So I leave you. Don't be trolling, be rolling. Here we go, Sears. Here we go. I gone.